Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a long while, actually, since we've done this. We've been kind of busy. I mean, I mean, kind of. We've been kind of busy. I've been a little bit busy. You've been busy. Yeah, we've been busy. <laughs> I guess we've been busy. We were, okay, we've been both busy and we've been kind of lazy at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's just that um, I have work and then I go home and I play games and I go to sleep. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, because I, like, Kevin gets home at like 7 and then on some days I have work. On most days I have work and school. So I get off of like school at four and then I go to work at five and then I'm off at 10. Mm-hmm. So that by that time, I don't really want to do anything and I have homework. So, yeah, um, but hey, we're back at it. Uh, like I said, the other t- um, last time, I believe uh, we're just going to record whatever we can and then we'll upload it, mm-hmm. which means we're probably going to have long gaps, but hopefully not too long. Mm hmm. You know, this long, this gap has been, what, two months? Three months? Mm, Something like that? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a minute. Like a solid minute. Mm-hmm. But um, with that, we have a tiny bit of recap. <laughs> we do. We have two people. Well, uh, no, two people is inaccurate. We have one person and two comments. Got it. Yes. So the first one, episode 16, where it introduced the 36 questions mm-hmm. thing. And um, it was from Ming first. Ever loyal. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I believe the question would be was, oh no, the question was if you can have dinner with the future self, basically not future, so anyone you know mm-hmm. or anyone at all. Mm-hmm. So it could be a celebrity, it could be your future self, it could be like whatever, whatever. So uh, he was like not interested in meeting. Um, so he's basically saying like not really interested in me for be future self, his future self, and he's not very very curious person, which no fair, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and right now the only person that they would like to meet is Tom Holland, which <laughs> for anyone who knows Ian, uh, he's a big Spider-Man fan, so uh, that's par for the course. And the next one was uh. Oh yeah, the thing that I thought was going just going to be a throwaway question. Mm-hmm. So in episode seventeen, I mentioned is Nightmare Before Christmas a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie? Mm-hmm. Basically, mm-hmm. and we had a guest there, which was Righteous Nab, mm-hmm. um, and he said it was a Halloween movie, and you said it was a Christmas movie because it is. <laughs> well, uh, someone begs to disagree, Sarah. Mm. Uh, Yin says it's um, primarily a Halloween movie because like, even though it may have a lot of Christmas stuff in it, um, it's all Halloween themed, basically. Mm, um, wrong. <laughs> okay, here's... I already said this in the last one, but this is my reasoning, okay? Mm-hmm. It's definitely a Christmas movie. Okay, hear me out. It starts... At Halloween. Mm-hmm. Okay, Halloween is over and done with. It's Christmas time now, baby. Okay, that's what the whole movie is about. He goes into Christmas land or town. whatever. Is it town? Yeah, Halloween town, Christmas town, I believe. Yep, it's Christmas town. There we go. Okay, he goes into Christmas town or whatever, mm-hmm. and then he meets Santa Claus and he's like, 
we gotta be like the Christmas man himself. It's not, I gotta be more Halloween-y, you know? And I understand that most of the movie, like, all of the stuff well, is, like, Halloween-themed because that's all they know. Well, at the end, because um, you mentioned this, like, at the end, um, the movie is about Jack becoming what he's best at, which is Halloween. So he, at the end, he decides to be Halloween-y. Well, yeah. He's, well, because the whole movie, he was trying to be something that he's not. Yeah. But the whole movie doesn't take place during Halloween. It mm-hmm. takes place during Christmas. You know? Okay, wait. Let me think about this. Well, okay. Uh, he At the end of his comment, he said, like, he feels like the Christmas portion of the story is mostly happenstance, basically. Well, so like, it's a it's Halloween just... story that just happens to take place in Christmas. No. <laughs> but, but that's, like, actually wrong. Because it doesn't happen to take place in Christmas. He... He stumbles upon Christmas Town, mm. and because he's so fascinated by something new, mm. he wants to incorporate that into his life because he's bored with the stuff that he has now. It's not happenstance; like it just so happens that like that it's in the same time of the year, mm. right? Like, well, he said he could have potentially done the same thing with the Easter and Thanksgiving towns, potentially, I guess. But I guess it's not part, that's not the point of the movie. The point of the movie was going to Christmas. <laughs> Wait. Because there, there are other towns. Because yeah, when you go to the streets, because of the, the Easter egg one and the turkey, turkey and, and the yeah. whatever. Well, uh, he's, basically, he's saying that he could have potentially gone to any of those towns and be like, I want to be a little more like that ho- holiday. Which I would argue, like, but that's not the point but the, of the movie. But yeah, that's not the point of the movie. The point of the movie is that, is it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. Why is it called The Nightmare Before Christmas if it's not a, a Christmas movie? Okay, well, I'm going to add a little bit more to this. The director of The Nightmare Before Christmas, who is not Tim Burton, by the way, for those who care, um, said that it is a Halloween movie. What? Yes. But he's wrong. <laughs> He's wrong about his own movie. Well, okay, to be fair, like, it wasn't an answer they just gave, like, outright. Like, it's Halloween, it's never before Christmas, Halloween, Christmas movie. He didn't just go, like, Halloween, duh. No, he sat there, thought about it, and was like, Halloween, I guess. <laughs> so, it's not something he thought about when he was asked it, but he did say it's a Halloween movie. But why? Why is it a Halloween movie and not a Christmas movie? I'm... Not sure. Let me bring it up. Okay, so this is from the director of the film, Henry Selick. Um, this is from courtesy of Cosmopolitan. So during a Q&A show in um, Colorado Telluride, tele, 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 whatever, horror show film festival. Sorry for everybody from Colorado Telluride, Rude, Reed, whatever. Um, he said it's a Halloween movie and explained that if you're asking the people who made the film is a movie about Halloween and the people of Halloween and how they react to something like Christmas. Well, how can I argue with that? Like the guy himself said it's a Halloween movie. Okay, well, the creator can be, um... Wrong. Wrong. In a way, right? 
Like the the most popular example, and this is probably a more extreme example, obviously. But the most popular example is like the creator of Ender's Game, right? Mm. Who, if you read Ender's Game or watched it, I guess I don't know, but I don't think the message comes across that well in the movie. Um, it's all about a story about this kid who is like kind of misunderstood, mm-hmm. and like how he people don't really look into his, um, like his potential and how he's kind of outcasted from like the regular society mm-hmm. until he's actually has the opportunity to show his basically his talents mm-hmm. uh, and um and he kind of goes against the strict um basically regulations of society itself it's all about how he basically finds um he goes against the people who's in charge uh and just be beats himself right which you as people who are like in the minority or are comedy systematically like suppressed that's a very like relatable story to some people especially towards like minorities and like in the lgbt however the creators of ends game is famously against lgbt rights you mean infamously infamously whatever it could be the same <laughs> not really well, infamously means that they're famous for a bad thing Famously means that they're famous because they're famous for a good thing, right? I mean, anyone could be famous, but usually infamous means that they're famous for something negative. Okay. Well, that, that's semantics, whatever. So he's infamously, like, against LGBT rights. So, like, the creator can be wrong about his own media, mm. right? That's an extreme example. So, it'll, we can still argue. Yes, it's a Christmas movie. I still think it's a Christmas movie. That doesn't change my opinion, mm-hmm. personally. I think it's all about... The theme is Christmas for most of the movie. Yeah. And it's all about how Halloween is over. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's what I think. I think the cast is Halloween. I think the story and... The, the, the setting or the m- main setting yeah. is Christmas. Yeah. That's what I that's what I think too cuz like most of the movie is not Halloween. Most of the movie is Christmas mm. and it's all about these Halloween people trying to make their Halloween town more Christmassy. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. It's that they're trying to like understand the Christmas spirit mm. when they actually cannot because they're halloween people yeah halloween people so so (laughs) but yeah uh i feel like (laughs) but it still has a christmas message kind of part partially at the end just be yourself and don't be like anything else (laughs) no no no. i well i mean that's oh well that's kind of a harsh way putting it it's more about like how you should do what you're good at but try other things too sort of yeah that sounds kind of (laughs) sounds kind of weird when you say it that way yeah but no Mm -hmm. like i like there there is a a, what's what's this a a meaning a moral moral toward it because it's all about how jack at least tried Mm -hmm. or he, he wanted more he did more yeah but he went back to like what he's great at Mm mm-hmm that, that, those are the two comments we got so <laughs> if you guys have any more comments then you can just leave it in the comments below or email us at just a couple q&a dot at gmail.com mm-hmm. but 
Yeah, I mean, I I feel like we're gonna the more guests we have, I'm gonna keep asking this question, similar to the ghost question, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, I feel like you argue either way, but I think it is a Christmas movie. I think we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> so you thought with uh, of a topic today, Sarah? Mm, no. No. Okay. Well, I have a topic. I, I I have a topic because I've been recently doing this. Mm-hmm. So this anime season, and this, this does not just stick to anime. I'm just saying, this anime season. Um, I've only been watching a couple shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it's been pretty easy to catch up. So I've been doing something that, uh, I think a lot of anime fans wish they can do, but just hasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, going through my backlog. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, for example, I finally got around to watching Full Metal Alchemist, Code Geass, and I'm almost done with Evangelion, which are like three of some of the pretty big animes out there. And even like recently, like this year, I've just watched Girl Logan. Yeah. So, but I realized while watching these shows that these shows that many people consider classics or must watch, right? Uh, Especially in the case of Evangelion. Even though I'm not completely done yet, to be fair. I haven't watched Evangelion yet. Um, nor am I only like an episode away from finishing it all. But, again, I haven't finished it. That I am getting the feeling that these shows are good for its time. <laughs> mm. And I feel like if they came out today... Uh, <laughs> They would be kind of like any other anime show out there, which it would just be fall by the wayside. And really, even even Gurren Lagann. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I, I feel like it would be like the same as like Kill a Kill. Yeah. Like, what was the last time you heard people talk about Kill a Kill? Like I'm sure, like every once in a while, but <laughs> mm. not often. Um, like I feel like if Gurren Lagann came out today. You'd be like, oh, that was a trippy anime and stuff like that, right? Or and just, I wouldn't say that. Well, okay, it's not trippy. It's more of a well. People say like the last, the second half of the anime is kind of like a mind fuck, basically. The second half is just boring. <laughs> like nothing happens. Have you watched Neon Genesis Evangelion? Oh, I thought we were talking about Gurren Lagann. No, I'm talking about Evangelion. Sorry. But I was talking about Gurren Lagann. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I was talking about Gurren Lagann for a bit. Well, oh. I say even Gurren Lagann. Oh, okay. um, I feel like today would just be like an anime. You know, okay. Like, yeah. Okay. But I got it. In Evangelion, like, um, I feel like if that came out today, mm-hmm. then yeah, I think people would just be like, "Oh, that was that was kind of a mind fuck," and it just let it go. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the same case with Made Made in Abyss, where like, oh, that second half was like was brutal and like kind of hard to watch but it was very intriguing basically mm, it was compelling it was compelling but <laughs> no no one's talking about it anymore <laughs> mm, yeah and it's not gonna be until season two comes out that people are gonna be talking about it again and then when that's over they're not gonna talk about it anymore mm. so i i was starting to get the feeling that um one people overhyped the anime i just watched but that's kind of like that kind of what naturally happened because of them being so good first time. 
Do you think it was because it was good for its time, or do you think it's because of its, um, of, of the way that you had to watch it, that people liked it? A little bit of both. Okay, so each case had its own different thing. Like, all right, let's say FMA. Let me just go over what I was going to say there. Yeah. Is that, um, so what I mean by that is, uh, like, getting and watching like Ava mm. you either had to buy the VHS tapes or you had to buy a, a DVD or it was some like or watch on TV it was on Adult Swim it was on Adult Swim for a while yeah but I mean even before that mm. it was like you had to get the, like, the, the getting it coffee. itself was a journey <laughs> yeah and like experiencing something like that where you could only experience it in like those three, those like maybe four venues. It's mm -hmm. just like, that's kind of what made it special. Yeah. Like, like I was saying, like, I feel like each of those animes have that kind of quality to it, which was like, there is like an aspect of like getting it. And even more to that, like the aspect of being able to talk to a lot of people. And the fact that back then it was a lot harder. I don't say a lot harder. It was even like back in like early two thousands. Um, early two thousands was kind of hard to get into anime. In mid two thousands, like um, before the two before the tens, I guess mm -hmm. it was getting a lot easier because of the internet. Mm -hmm. And when the internet came around, then it was super easy to get into anime. Mm -hmm. And now it's like even the easiest to get into anime because of like stream streaming services. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, I feel like Ava is a case where like the getting it is part of the journey. I think of all the animes I watched so far: Darkest Air Classics, Ava, FMA, uh, Girl Login, Kogias to a certain extent. Ava is the one which is like that's probably the one where it's a real journey to get into. Because you had to get the VHS tapes. You had to get the the ABD dub or like their, their subtitles. And then you either had to find someone who had it and then you had to watch it. And like going through it, like just once, you won't be able to comprehend anything unless you kind of already knew the story. Mm -hmm. So you either need to watch it multiple times or talk to it with another friend or something like that. Mm -hmm. So there is that kind of aspect to Ava. So I feel like that... And it also helped that it really was like a cultural touchstone mm -hmm. for anime itself. Um, where it kind of impacted like the genre of mecha and like how people interpreted anime for a very, very long time, even to this day. Mm -hmm. But I think even with that said, okay, let's say somehow like the, the touchstone of Ava was still there and anime was exactly the same as today. Even though I would say if Ava didn't exist, anime would look pretty different from what it is now. Um, even let's say that, and let's say Ava came out now, I don't think many people care. Mm. <laughs> right? Mm. I think it would have a cult following if it came out now, like with most anime, but it, it wouldn't be as nearly as big. I wouldn't even say like maybe even 10% as big as Ava is in our timeline, I guess, mm -hmm. as opposed to the alternate weird timeline. Mm -hmm. and i i think that's because i don't know watching the show there's nothing i don't like about it right mm -hmm. uh although i am getting to the part with the last few episodes that people like some people complain about but some people also like 
where it's just a bunch of monologue and stuff like that. But there's, there's nothing I don't like about Ava. Like, I'm watching it, and I understand when it came out from that time. Like, I understand, like, how it had the impact that it did. But it's not outstanding. I, I guess the best way I could say is, like, I was expecting more. I was expecting to be impacted, like, a little bit more than I mm-hmm. ended up being, even though, like I said, I'm not done. But, like, even, like, I'm 25 episodes in. And even then, I'm just like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> if, if it wasn't for the fact that it had the impact it did, I don't think I'll have pushed this far. I think I still might have, like, still watched it. Because I watch everything. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I would care as much. Although, like, there, there is one thing I like about Ava, which was for its time. Uh, the animation is still pretty good. Uh, despite the budgeting issues, and you can definitely see where the, bud- the budgeting issues is. Mm-hmm. Like, I it, it's kind of funny now knowing that there was budget issues and watching the series, that it's kind of funny pointing out that's where they save money. <laughs> whenever they cover the characters' mouths, whenever it's just a long shot and it's just one same animation loop, it, that's where they save money. <laughs> But yeah, um, I don't know. Like you have have you watched Ava at all? No, no, no. I I'm surprised that you asked me because I I feel like you would have known. But no, I I've never really. I think I've seen the first episode of Ava, and that's it. Yeah, and I couldn't get into it, so I stopped. So the first episode is not entertaining at all. <laughs> Usually, I give it the the three up drop right mm-hmm. but then i just was not into it so like ava to me didn't start getting interesting until oh i forgot what episode it was maybe it was like 16 or 17 now it's way deep in the series already mm-hmm. uh it's oh well, i'm not gonna say way deep it's it's already halfway through the series and the uh and i know why it was like that because it, it was like that because they wanted to set up like the status quo before they start deconstructing it. Yeah. All right. However, I think they set it up for a little bit too long. It was literally a full season of just like, oh, Monster of the Week. All right. Yeah. Um, and then after those like twelve to like twelve to thirteen episodes, then the episode fourteen comes around, which is like the starting point of things seeming weird. Mm-hmm. There was hints of things being weird beforehand, but 14 is where it starts being like weird. And then it doesn't actually become what I thought Ava was going to be like until like episode 19. Mm. <laughs> right. And for um, those who have seen Ava, episode, I think it's episode 19. Let me just double check real quick. Uh, yeah. Episode 19 is where Shinji loses control of his Ava. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, that's where, that's the point where I'm like, this is what I thought Ava was more going to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, it kind of, it didn't necessarily drag, but it became, it became exactly what I thought Ava was going to be like, which is long to watch. Mm. Right? Not long and boring. Not necessarily entertaining either, but it just started being a long watch at that point. And I think that has to do with... 
it, it has to do with like the long shots that they do. And when I say long shots, this time I mean like it's just the same image just looped for like a minute. Mm-hmm. Or um, they reuse animation for like four minutes straight. <laughs> like it started feeling like a chore to watch at that point. That's how a lot of anime feels for me <laughs> now, currently, mm-hmm. in its current form. And even before, I don't know, I just can't really watch anime like that anymore. I get too bored. I have to have like a highlight reel. So, like, I'm not, like, I'm right now, the only anime thing I'm watching is like parts of like Boruto because Naruto is like, they went back in the past and Boruto's talking to young Naruto. And I'm really only watching for young Naruto mm-hmm. when I should just be watching Naruto. Mm-hmm. But that's like the only thing I'm watching because nothing else is like, nothing else has really got me interested except for maybe the one about the Africa animals, African animals mm-hmm. being salarymen. Mm-hmm. That's like the only thing that I was interested in this season. And I was too lazy to open up Verve. It's and on log Verve. in. It's on Funimation, I believe. Is it really? Mm-hmm. I thought it was on Verve. I thought I saw it on Verve. Oh, I did double check, but I don't know. I was way too lazy to even like watch it. So I don't know. I just I get annoyed when I see anime now. Like when I when I hear it and when I when I when I see people watch it, I don't know for some reason I get annoyed because it's like too long all the characters look the same and it's like <laughs> i feel like everyone's watching the same like i don't know I'm, i mean i feel like that's half the reason why i'm like not watching a lot of the current anime right now i don't i'm i'm so tired of isekais i just <laughs> there, are, there are six isekais this season yeah but i mean they're probably all light novel adaptions too are. Except for one, but like even even then, like okay, let me let me go over to another different anime I was watching, which was like FMA. Mm-hmm. FMA didn't feel like a chore to watch. Mm-hmm. It was long because it had a lot of episodes, right? Mm-hmm. But I never felt like uh, I have to watch another episode of. I think you should clarify FMA. that it's not Brotherhood. Yes, I, I did not watch Brotherhood. I'm going to watch it eventually. I watched the original FMA. Yeah, and even though the second half was not as good, <laughs> uh, it never felt like a chore. It, it I just felt like I was going through the episodes and it was just fine, mm-hmm. right? Even the bad episodes, I was just like, "All right, <laughs> move on." Mm-hmm. But man, when I was watching Ava, it was just like, "Oh, another, another one of these." <laughs> and it's just an, it's another set of long shots, another set of reused animations. But okay, but that's not exactly the topic I wanted to go into right now. Even though I ended up being like that, um, the topic I wanted to go into is. How do you feel about things? I know this was a topic in the anime community a while back about things being classics, mm-hmm. right? And how, like, what is the golden age of anime? It's sort of. It's like what can be considered a classic, and what can be considered a modern classic, and stuff like that. Because, mm-hmm. because I've been going through some of these things that people consider classics. The the main sticking points would be like the the like Ava, Gurlogan. FMA, even though I haven't watched Brotherhood, but that's besides the point right now, right? Mm-hmm. Those are, um, like, 
at least two of those people would say like those are classics, mm-hmm. right? Ava and Gerlogan. Mm-hmm. But after watching them, after being so deep in anime and somehow avoiding a shit ton of just not necessarily spoilers, but like avoiding a bunch of like the hype of those two series and mm-hmm. just not caring about them and just moving on and then eventually getting around to watching it. I just don't feel like they they deserve the status being classics because of them coming out of the time and the back they had in the anime community. But they're also just all right shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um like I enjoyed Gorlogan, right? Uh Gorlogan was a very fun watch. Uh like I enjoyed Simon a lot. Uh, and some of the characters I really liked. Some of the other characters I didn't like a lot. But so like I I really liked watching Simon, and I really liked his relationship with uh what's her name, Nia. Okay. Um, like I enjoyed his relationship with uh Simon's relationship with Nia, but at the end I was just like, okay, that was a good show. It wasn't like it didn't change my opinion about anime or didn't like I wouldn't even put it close to my top ten. No, no, no I'll put it close to my top ten. It was definitely my top twenty. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm like, <laughs> but I, like it's not I, close to your top ten. I I would I would I would hesitantly put in my top ten. Right, it's not in my top five though. I wouldn't say like it is by far like it wouldn't make the cutting list of being my favorite anime of all time. Mm-hmm. Right. Not not even close to being one of my favorite anime of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, like it is a good show, but like I feel like I watch shows currently that's all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's about the same quality as that, and I I feel like I watch shows back then that are even better, but didn't get the same recognition. Mm-hmm. I had out of all the shows that I've watched this year, and um, got it gone into and watched my favorite one so far is the irresponsible Captain Tyler <laughs> and no one talks about that <laughs> oh cause you watched it this year I did watch it this year yeah um but <laughs> I feel like that was my favorite show I watched this um this year and no one talks about it and isn't it, I, people, I don't think people consider it a classic it maybe you should clarify that it's not from this year and no. it is like it, it's from it's like, like the 1980s it's from the 1980s but like like the late 1980s yeah i feel like the irresponsible captain tyler the 1980s version not the sequel that came out <laughs> a couple years ago um i think it's from the 1980s uh i feel like that show was better than any of the classics that i watched so far uh which i think um, it's subjective because one, it is a comedy. Mm-hmm. To be fair, no, it's uh, nineteen ninety three. Oh, so I early nineteen. I wasn't even close. No. Um. So it's got that Tenchi Muyo kind of vibe, though. <laughs> but like, I, f- I feel like the writing is a lot tighter in Captain Tyler, mm-hmm. and I think the I think characters, characters are, are just, I. The characters are overall more likable. They're way more likable. Like, all right, like even though I can't remember their names off the bat because I'm awful with names, I can at least remember 
all the characters with mm-hmm. the Irresponsible Captain Tyler. Mm-hmm. We're just saying something because there are a lot of characters in the Irresponsible Captain Tyler. Yeah, because it's a whole crew. Yeah, it's literally a whole crew. I can't say that for every single character um, in FMA. Mm. I don't remember like half of the, the state alchemist people. Like I, I remember the important ones like Hawk and Roy and Armstrong. You mean like Hawk, Hawkeye? Hawkeye, yeah. I think it's Hawkeye. Is it Hawkeye? Lisa, it's like Lisa Hawkeye. Lisa like Hawkeye. Yeah, it's Hawkeye. Um, but like I remember those, but some of the side characters I don't remember at all. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and a lot of the people that. Ed and Al like meet throughout the journey. I, <laughs> I think I can remember like maybe a handful of them. Mm. And again, like a bad with names, regardless. But like I can at least like remember what they look like in your. But these people, Tyler. but it, but arguably in Captain Tyler, they show up every episode. Okay, yeah, that, that's true. But like even then. Um, in Girl Login, I also, man, you want to know who are really forgettable in Girl Login? The people who are also part of the rebellion, uh, who show up early, they, they steal their own suits. Yeah. Their leader has blonde hair, I think. Oh, like Kizan or whatever? I, I think. There's the thing, like, I don't remember most of them, but like yeah. him, I guess. I think he had a like a girl with him. And he then, has like two sisters. Yeah, I think. <laughs> See, I, I don't even remember. And but like they're kind of a big part though. Yes, yeah, they're a huge part, and I don't remember them. How do you not remember them? <laughs> they're really kind because of because I just I only remember he died. Yeah, I only remember him, the blonde dude. Again, I don't. I'm bad with names, so regardless, if I remember their name or not. Spoilers, I guess. Yeah, for uh, like over a decade old anime. But I only remember him. That's the only character I remember. I don't remember any of those side characters that he's with. Wow. <laughs> like that is like literally a thing. Like I don't remember them. Like I don't know what they look like in my head. Hmm. That's fair, I guess. But then, okay, think about it, though. We do have a pilot, okay? And irresponsible Captain Tyler, mm-hmm. all right? And he hangs out with the twins, mm-hmm. who are also training to be pilots, and they have a natural talent. <laughs> like, I remember them. I even remember what some of the stuff he did, which is, like, saying something, because a lot of anime just go, like... That one, one episode year, one where he other. was trying to like shoot the target mm-hmm. without like using the assist. Yeah. Yeah. But like. So mundane <laughs> and yet so important, I guess, in the show. <laughs> like, uh, like a lot of anime just go in one year out the other for me, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'll have like a flavor of the month. And like maybe I'll remember it down the line and be like, oh, that was cool. And I can like rewatch it every once in a while. Mm hmm. But uh, if I don't like remember it at all, like that's normal for me. But that's also like, oh, uh, that must have not liked it that much. Mm-hmm. Right. And that kind of what happened for me for parts of Girl Login. And like. Is it the future part? The future, the time skip? Not necessarily. 
Really? Okay, the here's time the... skip is so bad. Oh, well, yeah, I don't care about the time skip at all. But, like, when I say not necessarily, I mean, like, there's stuff I forget or don't care about even in the first half. Like the hot spring. There's hot spring whatever shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, I don't care about any of that. Like, the only, the only people I cared about during the entirety of the series was Simon, uh, Nia, uh, what's the Beast Man dude? Uh, Viral. V- Viral. Um, and I was hoping I remember his name by now, but I, I can't remember his name. <laughs> Shit. Kamina? Kamina. <laughs> oh my god. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm really bad with remembering names, but I know what they look like and I know what they did. Right? That, that should be the biggest example. I forgot Kamina's name, but I know him. All right. <laughs> it's like Kamina's like the one to not forget Simon and Kamina. Yeah. Like I cared about those characters all the way through. Yoko, I stopped caring halfway through. <laughs> yeah, well, she kind of didn't do anything. She's cursed. Yeah. But like <laughs> those five characters in particular, I cared about all the way through the series. Like I I enjoy those. Everyone else I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's fair. Despite some of them being like really important, like the blonde-haired dude, I don't remember his name and I'm too late to look up. <laughs> or like even um the scientist dude right uh the one who fixes everything yeah up. the one who fixes everything like oh what's his name yeah i i sort of remember him i remember him being like very effeminate during this series effeminate <laughs> yeah that's all i remember him doing uh being other than him being effeminate and him fixing things but i can't tell you a single thing about his character fixes things yeah everything in that first half that doesn't involve those specific characters i don't care about mm-hmm. i just stopped caring <laughs> that's fair after i finish the show i'm like i guess i could watch it again but i'm not gonna watch like probably 80 percent of the show ever again well that's what that's what i was saying to you right like the, that's what the movie's that's for. what the movie is for yeah because then it cuts out all of the stuff about the the stupid future arc and all the politics of the future arc or mm-hmm. whatever or the not the future arc, but the, you know, the time skip. Yeah. And then the the hot spring thing. They kind of gl- gloss over it. Mm-hmm. So all of the stuff that you didn't like mm-hmm. in the anime is condensed all into one hour. Yeah. And like removed. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, now that I'm watching Evangelion, right? Mm-hmm. I can't say for a certainty which characters I'm going to for sure remember. And which characters I'm going to just not care about and forget. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the character I'm going to remember is going to be Shinji, because he is the main character. Asuka, Rei, because they're also main characters, right? Mm-hmm. And it's going to be Misato. Uh, is that the sister? N- she, he's not the sister. She's not the sister. She's like oh. the guardian, the purple hair girl you're talking about, right? Oh, I thought yeah. they were related. They're not related. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Misato... Uh, Shinji's dad, um, Ghetto, I believe his name is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's bad. I just watched the anime today. <laughs> right. Uh, I think that those are the only characters I'm going to like for sure remember down the line. I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to forget like all the supporting cast. Like the people who are usually on the computers, his classmates, I'm going to forget about. Um, and like the, the most important character I might forget about is like the blonde hair scientist chick. Who I also can't remember her name. 
And that's that's saying something because I literally just watched his anime. Isn't she kind of important? She's super important, right? She's one of the main characters, but she is not intriguing at all. <laughs> that's like um Kimetsu no Yaiba. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I have a hard time remembering the main character's name. Tanjiro. Tanjiro. Tanjiro, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, no, like that's relatable. Like I okay. I remember a lot of the characters of Kimetsu no Yaiba because one I watch I watched a show recently. Mm-hmm. And when I say recently, I mean like really recently. And two is made by Ufotable. So I really enjoy watching animation. So mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of those same clips over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. All the Sakuka parts, I've seen them multiple times. Mm-hmm. So like I know like, oh, Tanjiro, Yunosuke, like... Shit, I'm already forgetting one of the names. <laughs> Zenitsu? Zenitsu, there you go. Nezuko? Nezuko. Like, um, like... I can't remember those names because I've seen them and it's like imprinted to me because I've seen a lot of the clips. A lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I can remember that. And that's the same case with My Hero, right? I remember a lot of the characters of My Hero because I've read the manga so many times. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a big fan of Horikoshi. Mm-hmm. Um, like not necessarily just My Hero, but Horikoshi because I've read his stuff for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Like, and it's kind of bad because, uh, I know I'm not gonna watch a lot of this anime again, right? I'm not gonna watch the first season of FMA again, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna watch Evangelion again, probably. Um, and Code Geass, like Code Geass, is probably the one I enjoyed the most of the classics. Mm-hmm. Half of it being like, it's the animation is still very good to this day. Um. And to and the other half being like I like a lot of the characters, mm-hmm. um, despite some of the bad writing, because mm-hmm. there is, I won't say a lot of bad writing, but there's some critical bad writing mm-hmm. in um Gogias. Despite that, I still like a lot of the characters, but it, even then, I'm not gonna remember a lot of Gogias. I don't think. And again, it's gonna be hard because it's just a matter of time before I'm gonna forget, eventually forget some of them. Mm-hmm. And but I won't know which I'm gonna remember. That's it. That's future me bomb. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm starting. I am starting to get the feeling that classics, um, are stuff that I thought this year gonna be just good shows. Well, it's just subjective, right? It's very subjective. Like I know that my opinion isn't right, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I get. You know, people saying like, um, hey, oh, it's just your opinion, whatever. Um and to that I say, like, yeah, you're right, but that doesn't make my opinion wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't well, it doesn't make your opinion invalid. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like my, my way of putting it better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just because I have issues with these animes doesn't mean they're bad, right? I don't mm-hmm. think I'll all the shows I've watched so far, I'm not gonna call any of them bad. They're not mm-hmm. bad. Uh, at the worst, all right, and at the best, like that was pretty good. Um, like, but <laughs> again, I'm starting to get the feeling that classics, uh, doesn't mean that it's gonna be an amazing show, right? I think the one anime that I watched, uh, that is considered a classic and I thought was amazing, was Cowboy Bebop. Mm. Right, 
and that's and that was kind of like a an example of things being like perfect for me because one it's is a the dub's great i love mm-hmm. c bloom so very easy to watch um two it's mostly an anthology series and i love anthology series mm-hmm. um like kino's journey is one of my favorite anime of all time mm-hmm. um and three like the cast is small so they're all very memorable to me right so it's very it's very easy to watch it and the way it ended is very memorable that i'm mm-hmm. not gonna forget that ending anytime soon so it's it very much encapsulates like oh i'm this this is a great anime for me mm-hmm. uh and i haven't gotten that feeling from any of the other classics i've watched so far mm. you know Mm-hmm. Um, like I guess like the equivalent of that for like film would be like Citizen Kane, right? I suppose, yeah. Because like Citizen Kane, that's like a that's like a must watch for like every filmmaker. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think most filmmakers going to it re- will realize like it's not going to be like the best movie ever. Made. Yeah. Despite people saying that, it's actually like not that great. Mm-hmm. But, like, it is an important movie to watch, mm-hmm. right? Although, the thing... I think the sticking point for me is that... Because I haven't gone around to watching all these classics... And that I'm just getting around to watching it... Mm-hmm. Um, they don't feel like much watched to me. Mm. I think that's the sticking point. I don't feel like Heavy Gilly is a much watch. I don't feel like Gorlog is a much watch. Um, a must watch? Yeah. I don't feel like FMA is a must watch. Sorry, I don't I don't mean to do that, but like I hear it and I must correct it. Like I don't feel like you have to watch these shows. I feel like that's a more popular opinion now. Like I feel like if I if I did care about what other people thought, mm-hmm. like I feel like I would be comfortable saying that now because a you lot have of to people... have a really clickbaity title when you when I post when, this. Yeah, you post this. Is Evangelion trash? <laughs> Gurren Lagann, Evangelion, and uh, what um, did we say? Evangelion. I have a separate separate topic for that. We'll, we'll get into that later. Ava, <laughs> Gurren Lagann, and uh, FMA trash. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you gotta really make a mad. You gotta be like as bad as you think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't feel like I have. I, after watching it, I don't feel like I had to watch them. <laughs> That's a lot of anime that I come across. I don't know. I I never feel like I have to watch anything. So. I mean, that's true. You don't have to watch any of these shows. But they don't feel like, you know. Like, I, I'm missing out if I don't yeah, watch I, them. I, I never felt like I was missing out watch, not watching them. Mm-hmm. I think now that I have watched them, I never felt like I was missing out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think yeah, that's that's just the thing. Like I don't feel like anything has changed. Anything has retroactively changed, basically. Mm-hmm. I I feel like my opinion about the anime in particular has changed. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anything. If I if I did watch it back then, I don't think my anime experience would change at all. Mm-hmm. I think I'll still end up exactly the way I am now. Mm. Okay. No, I, I think I was just I was just kind of expecting a little bit more about from classics, from these quote unquote classics. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess that's just it. 
I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't want to say that like people are wrong, right? Mm-hmm. For like liking these shows, but I I also think that people view these these kinds of shows with like rose tinted glasses. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure people will still love Ava. And I'm sure people will still have Gurren Lagann for what it is or Cowboy Bebop or whatever. Mm-hmm. But sometimes your favorite shows don't age that well. Yeah. Or sometimes they're not as good as you think. Well, okay. I, I will say this about these shows, though. They have aged incredibly well. <laughs> well, let me let me just say this. Is, is Samurai Champloo, everyone loves that show. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you go back and watch it, like all the way through, mm-hmm. it's not that good. Like, I love that show. I bought it. Mm-hmm. You know, I have the the whole series and it, it's kind of garbage. <laughs> okay. Because the only good things about the show are the are the episodes that you remember. Mm-hmm. And that's it. The ending is bad. And then like. And that's not even being sub like subjective. It's, it's objectively ob- it's ob- bad. Objectively bad. Like you go through that entire journey and then it turns out, oh, he's dead. Uh, yeah. All yeah, right. That, that... I guess we'll just split up. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I feel like um, the more I'm going to watch some of these classics, I still have some to go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more I'm going to be like, that's going to be a bad one. Right. Yeah. Or that has not aged well at all. Mm-hmm. But I, all the ones I've seen so far, like they've aged pretty well. I think FMA has aged pretty well, the mm-hmm. original series. Mm-hmm. Even though the second half is not that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Geoko Geass has aged impeccably well. Mm. I can I can imagine Code Geass coming out now. <laughs> That's how well it's aged. Um, I think um, was the girl Logon has aged well. I think even getting if you go into it knowing that they had budget issues. I think it's fine. I think it's even better that way because the stuff that does look good looks mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Every mecha fight in Evangelion, you could you could tell this where all the money went because mm-hmm. it's all fluid animation. Mm-hmm. It's not standstills. It's not like <laughs> gifs. It's yeah. all, it's animation. Yeah. I don't know, like. How do you feel about the classic issues these days? Like, what is a classic? What isn't a classic? Yeah. Or... Are we ever going to get a modern classic? Is that even possible these days? Stuff like that? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's possible. Mm-hmm. I think people... I think people as a collective mm-hmm. will will find something that they all enjoy. Mm-hmm. At least to some extent. And then that will be the new thing. Yeah. At least for a little bit. Right? Like, that's the thing of 2018. Or that's the thing of 2019. Mm. Like, for example, your name. Mm. Right? That's the thing of 2018. That's or that's going to be a classic for some people. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not going to be like a series classic, but it's definitely going to be a movie classic. You, you, you actually have been going through an anime journey recently. You've been going through the Makoto Shinkai movies. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> We'll get to that maybe mm. later. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So I I think that it's more likely that movies will become classics. 
mm. like animated movies because they're more concise mm. and like the more um, impactful yeah like the message is like all in one package mm. and um i think they're they're easier to watch and rewatch. Yeah. So, like, I could watch Your Name again. Mm. I mean, I don't really want to, but I could watch it again <laughs> if mm. I wanted to, and it would only cost me an hour and a half. Yeah. Whereas I have to watch an entire series, and that's a that's dedication. Mm. That's setting aside maybe a, a week or two mm. to watch. If you want to pace yourself, yeah. Yeah, to watch like an episode a day or something like that. Yeah. Oh, like I feel like the movie equivalent to like classics would be like oh Star Wars, right? The original mm-hmm. Star Wars trilogy. To clarify, yeah, like the people consider, I think most people consider the original Star Wars like a classic. Mm-hmm. Those are like oh must watch for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But I think the the issue people are having today is like I don't think anybody will call the new Star Wars trilogy a classic, even though the ninth movie hasn't come out yet. That might prove me wrong, but I don't think anybody would call it a classic because it's not. It didn't give people the Im- the same kind of impact. Yeah. You know. But, like, is the thing, like, is that because that them not being as good movies, which is what I think, but let's just pretend. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, is that because them not being as good movies or them because, is it because of them coming out now as opposed to when Star Wars came out, there was, like, nothing like it before? I think that's a part of it. I mm-hmm. think it's definitely like global like consumerism Mm -hmm. i think definitely plays a part in like how we interact with media Mm -hmm. and how we process it right Mm -hmm. so things come and go so quickly that i don't think people stop and like people don't have time to stop and think about it Mm -hmm. right people don't have time to like get attached to one thing when they're moving on to the next thing yeah or when big companies are like well that was cool but now we're making another movie like two weeks later they announce like another trailer but i think the thing is like i'm starting to think that that was always an issue it's just more of like when things feel like they come ahead of its time that's when they start feeling like a classic you know what i'm saying yeah, but when when things are innovative. Yeah, but I'm starting. I'm starting to feel like that doesn't necessarily mean, in terms of like the group collective, mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean they're always are good. Like, uh, let, let me say this for example, right? Like, I think the Star Wars movies are good, mm-hmm. but I think that'll be a bad example to use. Um, let's use something that aged kind of well. The original Lord of the Rings. I feel like the original Lord of the Rings has aged kind of well. Yeah. Right. Um, and when they came out, like people thought like, oh, these are great movies. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're, and they were a t- cultural touchstone. A lot of people got influenced by Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. But what if Lord of the Rings came out now? Right. Yeah. Do you think it will have the same impact? I think they'd still be solid movies. Yeah. I think they'll still be solid movies. Yeah. But do you think it will have the same impact? Half of me kind of want to say yes. I think they would. Yeah, I think they the would. Because The Hobbit sucked. <laughs> well, because The Hobbit. Well, there you go. You yeah. had The Hobbit, mm-hmm. which was was like Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. but, but it was just bad. It was bad, mm-hmm. and no one wants a bad movie, yeah. right? 
Lord of the Rings is solid. I rewatched it recently, mm. and it's a solid trilogy. Mm. Yeah, like it's really good. Yeah, and like, and, uh, and I'm, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think I could say the same about those animes I just watched. It. I I have a weird feeling about the the classic animes, right? Where I can't say that about, you know, can I take Gurulaga from back then, make it appear, come out right now, and release it to the anime world? Can I say it will have the same cultural impact? And I don't think so. Hmm. That's fair. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think now Gurulaga wouldn't have the same impact. impact. Yeah. Like if I took Evangelion, released it, I don't think it had the same impact. But then it, it it might if yeah it might I can't say for sure it might if there were no if because Ava was a big influence mm-hmm. so if it came out then it would have a big impact since yeah. there would be nothing like it yeah well that's what I was trying to say earlier with like the weird timeline where I took Ava out but somehow the effects of Ava still existed mm-hmm. <laughs> and then released it to the anime community like mm-hmm. would would people still like it. Mm-hmm. I don't know because I feel like uh, even though Ava had its impact I feel like anime today will still end up being look like anime today for the most part there might be like minor changes Mm -hmm. because I think anime today is mostly influenced by like shonen light novels and isekais Mm -hmm. right and those some of those might have been influenced by Ava at one point or the other and maybe their influences were influenced by Ava and so on down the line. Mm-hmm. But I think we're so far apart from those influences now that even if there were like changes, if we took Ava out of the timeline, it was it would be minor. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I, I and I feel like yes, if I took Ava out, re- um, took out the timeline, release it now, I don't think anybody will care. <laughs> well, I think people care, but I don't think people will care as much. And I can I can say that with Lord of the Rings. I feel like if I took Lord of the Rings out of the timeline, recent now, it will have as big as impact. Like that with Lord of the Rings. I can say that for Harry Potter. I, I can say that for like a lot of the really big influences. Like Jurassic Park. I can I can say that. Because Jurassic Park is a good standalone movie. It took the entire Jurassic Rock, Rock <laughs> Jurassic Park trilogy and whatever and all the influences. Eliminated that and released just Jurassic Park now, mm-hmm. I think people will still love it. Just yeah, same, right. Or like Ghostbusters. Or like same with Ghostbusters. Like people will still be like, oh, like that was, that was so fun, mm-hmm. right? But I don't think I can say that about <laughs> classic anime. Mm. I don't know. Um, if there are thoughts out there, I would love to hear it because. Uh, I'm sort of conflicted to a certain extent. I- I'm conflicted in the sense that, like, I, I'm not sure if I'm alone on this, right? Because mm-hmm. it's just the two of us, right? And I don't know if you went into this conversation having the same opinion that I did, but I feel like I've talked to you enough that, like, I'm kind of influenced your opinion now. <laughs> <laughs> so I would, I would love to hear other people's opinions about this. Where it doesn't necessarily have to mean just anime, right? But like about the idea about classics in general, whether it be like films, 
or classic books mm-hmm. or games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, are they as important as you think, right? Mm-hmm. Not are they as important? Are they as good as you think? Mm-hmm. Is this just something of the product of his time? Does being a classic mean you had a lot of influence, right? I'm like, <laughs> I won't. I won't necessarily say I'm like I'm having like an identity crisis, mm-hmm. but I'm having s- some sort of issue mm-hmm. coming out of these classics and feeling almost nothing, mm-hmm. right? Right, feeling like almost no emotional impact from them. But you felt that you didn't feel that way about Code Geass. <laughs> And I wouldn't even say that, like, Code Geass is, like, considerably I say a cl- classic. classic. Yeah. Not like Gurren Lagann either. It's I not mean. like Gurren Lagann either. But, like, I... But... I like Code Geass. I mm-hmm. think it's the best show I've seen so far out of those lists I just said. But... I don't think I needed to watch it. That That's what I'm trying to get across. Like, I don't need to watch any of these shows. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever needed to watch any of these shows mm-hmm. at any point in my life. I don't think I like these were have to watch. Mm-hmm. And I think coming out of these shows is starting to become like, why are these shows so important? Oh, no, that that's not what I'm trying to say. Because that, that's like saying like, why why does this show matter, guys? <laughs> why isn't it? it why? Are these shows a must-watch in our current, like, digital age? <laughs> like, why why continue to watch, tell people to, that these are must-watch shows mm-hmm. when there are plenty of other options that are equally as good, if not better, than, mm-hmm. than the ones that we, con- that we deemed classics yeah. before? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's like a about eighty percent what I'm trying to get across. The other twenty percent, I don't know what I'm trying to. I don't know how to put into words. Yeah, <laughs> but like that—that that is like eighty percent of what I'm trying to say. Is it, it, it's almost like okay, like let let's just go to Ava, right? Because mm-hmm. Ava's the easiest example of this. Ava had a big impact on the anime culture community. And history in general, mm-hmm. right? But I'm starting to feel like even as like a like a historical study of anime, mm-hmm. uh, it's just at this point of time, I don't think it matters. Well, would you say that JoJo is now a classic because of the the cultural like community behind it? I don't know. Because now it's become such a phenomenon, right? Mm-hmm. That if you don't watch JoJo, it's just like, is you're not gonna get the memes. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna get. You're not gonna be part of the club, right? Mm-hmm. Or you know, it's like stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. it's being like kind of exclusive in its own way. Well, it was kind of like that with the JoJo manga. Not necessarily the meme wise, but it was an exclusive thing. Well, then, the, well, then here's the thing, because. 
Because that's how it was for Lord of the Rings, too. Mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, also a book. Mm. Harry Potter, a book. Mm. So the original source material was already kind of exclusive. Mm. If you read the books, then you were part of this club, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this... Especially with Lord of the Rings, yeah. Right. And the same with JoJo, right? Mm. It was like this kind of like niche thing that only certain people were into. And now that everybody's into it, is it now a classic? Because people enjoy it. And people like it, but do people like it because it's good, or do people like it because it's a meme? It was to become a classic because it was like a cultural phenomenon, or is it a classic because it's good? Yeah, I think you're on something with JoJo in particular, though. Like, would JoJo be a classic, like down the line? Like when JoJo is all and done, like at least the anime, right? Mm-hmm. Like so and so years after that, will people be like? You should still watch JoJo. Yeah. You should watch Phantom Blood. You should continue on, and like you should watch well, Battle Tendency. Like I, I know one yeah. person who would say, you know, <laughs> you, you, you think Nab would say that, or I mean, you could just call him Emmanuel because that's what he's you said. To yeah. <laughs> what, you think Emmanuel would say that? Um, I, I think he'd say to watch certain parts of it. He okay. Here's the thing, right? Okay, I can't speak for him, obviously, right? But I, I, I'm not sure if he would say like you'd still have to watch it, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think now he would even say like these are must watched. I think he really likes the show, but it's hard to say like oh these are have to watch. But I don't know. But, I can't. I can't but speak I for mean, him. But I mean, if like let I mean just like. I feel like JoJo fans, mm-hmm. right, themselves, if you meet someone who likes JoJo, the, the the first thing that they'll say if you like anime is like, yeah. oh, I love JoJo. Yeah. Have you watched JoJo? <laughs> you gotta watch JoJo. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think you're honest with JoJo in particular because one is, is a long running series and two is very popular in and outside of anime. Right, because mm-hmm. it's not just popular in anime; it's popular outside of anime with the memes and the and like the jokes and everything like that. Yeah, everyone knows the the menacing thing mm-hmm. and like the aura, aura, aura mm-hmm. uh, in the anime uh, in the internet culture. Mm-hmm. But not everyone has watched JoJo, but everyone knows it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like Fist of the North Star. Yeah, where people we quote like, "Oh, you're already yeah. dead," right? Um, but like, is that classic and? I think we'll know the answer maybe 10 years from now. <laughs> I Place your best people. I think it's going to be a place classic. Place your best for 10 years. <laughs> I think I think it might be a classic. If I had to... That you would say it's a modern classic? Yeah. People... Because I, I think it's such a phenomenon that I think people are, are going to consider it to be a classic. Like Kind of like if Berserk were any better... If the animes were better? If the anime were better, it mm-hmm. would be a classic for sure. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like that thing. Anything where the source material itself was good. Mm-hmm. Then and the more easily accessible yeah. media was great. Yeah. Then it would be a classic. It would be a classic. That's what I think. Mm. Like, um, let's say I'm looking at my, like what I have on my shelf. Let's say that, I don't know, like. 20th century boys because it hasn't been adapted right oh, i wish right 
I wish. It's been adapted into a movie, but it's not been adapted into a series. Oh, God, I wish. And if it were adapted into a series, I think people would love it. I think I think a good amount of people would go nuts. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, man, I, I wish 20th Century Boys because could be Because it would be like Monster. Yeah. It would be like Monster, definitely. Um. And I think it's... it's. I, um, I, I, I wish... Madhouse will pick up 20th Century Boys and be like, let's just make this the best anime ever. <laughs> or like, I am a hero, even though some of it is not that Good. great. <laughs> yeah, but like, um, I feel like the the first half is really solid mm-hmm. of I am a hero. And even if they just ended it there, That's at least. Fun. Yeah. It's not like it ended well anyway. Or even if they came up with like a different ending. Yeah. Like... I think it would still be really solid and it's, it's readily available. Mm-hmm. So anything where you can go back and read it, mm-hmm. watch it, you know? Yeah. Well, well, um, to not necessarily counteract your point, but say like, a lot of people say Star Wars is a quote unquote classic. Ooh, yeah. I, but it had no source material. Star Wars is the source material. Yeah. So what makes that so different? Because it was different. Oh, because it was just super innovative at the time? Yeah. So yeah. either you come from... Okay, I see what a, you mean now. So either you have a source material that you work off of, like a lot of anime do, mm. right? Like SAO, mm. or like, yeah, I don't know, some Seven other nine. isekai or yeah, whatever. whatever. Um, or you You're have, innovative. Yeah, or you're innovative in whatever you do. Mm. Like whatever Madhouse does. Mm-hmm. Pretty innovative. Mm-hmm. Kill right? Andy. One Punch Man. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a classic. You think You think One Punch Man is going to be a classic? I think people are going to watch first season. Let's get real. Yeah, let's get real. If anything's going to be a classic from One Punch Man, it's going to be the first season. My issue is, is that the second season kind of taints that. And it's not so far apart that you can kind of disassociate can that. Can you say about, what about Mob Psycho then? Because I think Mob Psycho would be like, a lot of people's classic today. Yeah. Maybe. Okay, here's the thing. I, I can't... I can't be the judge of that. Because... I don't like Mob Psycho that much. <laughs> I don't really... I don't know. I couldn't get into Mob either. <laughs> so, we're probably not the best people to... To ask about to that ask one in particular. Mob. Yeah. But... I know people really love Mob. Yeah, I know people love Mob. And like, I understand that. I yeah. think the anime makes it very, very, very good. Mm-hmm. But me personally, like, I don't like Mob Psycho that much. And that's, that's nothing against the series. It's just a me personal thing. Yeah. But I, I think for sure, JoJo's going to be... A classic. A classic. I think JoJo's going to be a classic because of how it influenced stuff outside of anime. Yeah. And that in that way, it's innovative. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because it was, I, like, I think, I think that's where I'm gonna put the line mm-hmm. of like how how significant it was is how mm-hmm. it influenced the media outside of it, the real world, to a certain extent, yeah. right? Because like, yeah, Star Wars, great movies, first trilogy, great movies, mm-hmm. right? Um, like even if parts of it has not aged well. You can't say that bad movies outright. And it's it's also like how how ravenous those fans are. Yeah. And like the merchandising, how much it was pushed, like all the money it made, mm-hmm. right? 
that that's how significant it was. Lord of the Rings, like, yeah, yeah, it might have been like not as um, how can I say? It it might have been like more included in like the nerd culture, right? Mm-hmm. But those movies were like they're the age super well, mm-hmm. and they've influenced stuff way outside of it. It influenced mm-hmm. um movies, games, books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like whoa, crazy. <laughs> books <laughs> yeah it influenced like uh, like almost everything fantasy right mm-hmm. as much as Dungeons and Dragons I think what really makes a classic in my eyes is how much mm-hmm. influence it has yeah right mm-hmm. I think Evangelion is hard to say that it's not a classic the the issue with me is like did I need to watch it but mm-hmm. besides the point now it's just one trying to decide as a classic now. I think coming up with, I think throughout this conversation, <laughs> where we kind of redefined our own definition of classic, mm-hmm. I can suddenly say like, yes, Ava was a classic. Yeah. Um, and now, and now I'm trying to figure out like what today would be considered a classic, and JoJo's kind of the closest thing. <laughs> Well, this is something that art history majors have to figure out all the time because mm-hmm. you won't have you won't know what's a classic or what is part of a movement mm-hmm. until till years years down the line. Yeah. Or I mean, you could categorize it now, mm-hmm. but you won't know the name of the movement until kind of I don't know. Yeah. But I could be wrong. I'm not an art history major, but. I would love to hear everyone else's thoughts on this. So I just want to talk about Shinkai for a bit. Makoto Shinkai. Mm. So he's a director. Of your name. Of your name. Mm-hmm. And five centimeters per second. Basically the two biggest movies that he's worked on. Mm. Um, uh, I just want to tell everyone now that if you like Makoto Shinkai and you love his movies. Uh, one, I'm sorry. <laughs> Because we, depending on how long this might go, we might shit on him a lot. <laughs> and, and two, if you don't want to hear that, uh, thanks for watching. Uh, see you next time. <laughs> so I only bring this up because um, recently I went to the city with uh, a group of classmates. Mm. So they're, they're friends of mine. Um, we met through school. And uh, we were riding in the car back home and Rad Wimps comes on. And mm-hmm. Rad, Wim- Rad Wimps is the band mm-hmm. um, that pretty much played all the music for Your Name. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of, we kind of got into this conversation of like how I didn't really, I don't really like Your Name. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't mind it. It's probably the best Makoto Shinkai movie. Makoto Shinkai movie that he's made. And it actually is a pretty solid movie. So I, I don't want to say that I don't like it. Mm. Um, but I, I can definitely say that it's... Um, yeah, it's... I mean, the bar is not very high, you know, for him. I, I'm just saying. Like, no, I don't I don't hate him as a person. But anyway, getting off track. So we're sitting in the car and we're talking about uh, your name and... Five centimeters per second and Makoto Shinkai movies. And my friend is like, would you consider yourself an anime elitist? Mm -hmm. 
and because you don't like your name <laughs> or you don't think it was all that great yeah i mean because i can sound pretty pretentious mm. when it comes to anime and i i realize that and i am I, I i wouldn't consider myself an elitist which is something an elitist would say mm. but I, I i definitely am like an anime like hipster mm-hmm. right like i don't like stuff when it gets popular yeah. As soon as it gets too popular, I don't want to be a part of it anymore. Like my hero, I love my hero. Mm. But as soon as it got popular, I didn't want to be anywhere near it. You still read it? I still read it, but I don't love it the same as I used to. Also, the manga is not doing too hot for me right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not loving it, which could also be a reason why. Yeah. Because as soon as like the anime comes out, I'm like years ahead mm-hmm. of of any of the anime people, right? Which is also something an anime elitist might say. <laughs> Are you plebeians out there? Yeah, well, I mean, it's like those memes where it's like, you know, me, the anime watcher, and then the me, the manga reader. It's like, I'm years ahead of you. <laughs> like, oh, you won't like what happens in the manga, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of true. Like, to see people, like, really hyped up about an anime or whatever, mm. like, an anime adaptation of a manga, and then you realize that it only gets shittier from there. Like, it's such a depressing feeling to know that it's only just going to get shitty. And then and then you get, like, jaded and angry that people are so excited when it's going to get... It's going to get bad. Right? <clears throat> Or in the in in the case of my hero, boring. Yeah. For like a year. Oh, at least our year. I think for an anime, it only take them like four months to get through that. Yeah, but that's like that's what I'm saying though. It's like, can you imagine like a whole year of like mediocrity? Yeah. And then people. Sorry, Horikoshi. Love your work. I'm just saying. Didn't really dig that one part. And then people being excited about it. Hmm. Anyway, this is going back to the Shinkai thing because mm. I've I've gone off track. But like, so so at my college, there's a there's an anime club. Not a not a club, but there's like a there's like a cultural and like anime ap- appreciation class. Like, it's a media club. I forgot you told me about that. Yeah, it's, like, where you watch anime and you, like, discuss it. It's mm-hmm. an online course, mm-hmm. which I'm going to take next semester. Are you really? Yeah, I signed up for it. Okay. So, I get, so you watch, like, I think, like, five or six different movies. Mm-hmm. One is Princess Kaguya. Okay. Another one is Grave of the Fireflies, which I've seen. Mm-hmm. Your Name. Mm-hmm. Um... Surprisingly, um, no Satoshi Kon movies. That's unfortunate. Oh, no, there is one. There's a Millennium Actress, which makes sense. Really? Millennium Actress? Yeah. Because hmm. it, it, it takes place in different time periods during Japan's history. Mm, fair. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense now. So it, it makes sense to include Millennium Actress. However... I would have chose Perfect Blue, though. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect Blue is definitely a more... I think that more encapsulate modern Japanese culture. Yeah. And how, 
like toxic and bad it is to not be. necessarily toxic and bad but how well i mean not toxic yeah. that japanese culture is but mm. like how how like these idols are like mm -hmm. perceived perceived yeah way, they're like yeah. put on this pedestal of like purity and mm. like but that's um, not even just the case about idols i think that's almost every celebrity in japanese culture Mm. where they're kind of put on the standard of like you have to have a good moral standard mm -hmm. and if you don't if you have any sort of scandal no matter how minor you get kind of torn down or that's kind of true like if you cheat on somebody you cheat like... on somebody. a public image change in japanese mm -hmm. uh media is a significant thing and it's really hard to do sometimes like one of the bands that i was listening to um because I was watching Terrace House, mm -hmm. um, at the time of filming, uh, they were going through this huge scandal mm -hmm. where the lead singer had, like, cheated on his girlfriend or something, mm -hmm. which caused, like, serious backlash for the entire band, mm -hmm. which I'm like, first of all, none of your business, and, like, second of all, like, I mean, if he wants to cheat on his girlfriend, that's him, mm -hmm. right? That's a him issue. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, not the band issue. Like, if that happened in America, then it's like, oh, someone cheated on their girlfriend. It's a gossip for a while. Yeah, and then it's like, disappears. It's like, whatever. Yeah, the band will still continue. Yeah. And it's like, who gives a shit? Yeah, right? as long as they keep producing hits, it's fine. It's whatever. Yeah. Even bad media, even bad media attention is still good meditation in the USA. Yeah. But yeah. in Japan, I feel like it's not like... In any... Any bad immediate attention in the in Japan is a huge issue. Mm. And I think that that's more encapsulate that kind of culture in Perfect Blue. Yeah. And I think I think in terms of like historical movies, I think you already have like Greater the Firefights and Princess Kaguya. I don't think you need to cover the same ground with Millennium This is besides the point. I just I just felt like oh this is Toshi Khan movies. You could have picked a better one. <laughs> I also think that his movies are just leagues better. <laughs> I mean, I might be a little bit biased, but mm -hmm. I I enjoy pretty much all of his movies. There, there is no bad Satoshi Kon movie. <laughs> I don't know. We haven't seen Millennium Actress. I haven't seen it in a long time. People still really like Millennium Actress. <laughs> yeah. Paprika's really good. Paprika's good. Tokyo Godfathers is good. Mm -hmm. Perfect Blue is good. I think per out of all of them, I feel like Perfect Blue is the one that I'm like... I don't know if I like it or not. Like, mm. I mean, I do like it. Mm. But do I like it as much as, like, Paprika and, like... Tokyo Godfathers? To well, Tokyo Godfathers is my number one. <laughs> so. Paprika's my number one, I think. Paprika's your, your number one? I think so. I think the way it's, quote-unquote, filmed mm -hmm. and, like, how tightly it's written mm -hmm. and how the direction is kind of, like... Not necessarily nothing I've seen before, and but unique in a way. Mm -hmm. I think is what really draws me into Paprika. Mm. I, I, I think Paprika is a better example of good filmmaking than Tokyo Godfather. I think Tokyo Godfather is a great movie. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I love Tokyo Godfather. It's very straightforward. And it's, but it is a very straightforward movie. I think. Yeah. But I think Paprika is a better example of great filmmaking. I think if if anything to take away from our Satoshi Kon like um divergence mm -hmm. 
it's uh watch the Toshiko movies. <laughs> yeah. So Toshiko movies are really solid mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of sad that it's he's not talked about more. Yeah. Like Shinkai takes this big spotlight because his movies look pretty, mm-hmm. but Satoshi Kon movies look pretty too, and they're they're beautiful movies, beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, the direction shot. Yeah, the direction is but... wonderful in Satoshi Kon movies. Mm-hmm. I cannot say the same about the Mikoto color Shinkai. choice is beautiful mm-hmm. and spooky and you know yeah. eerie and uh, but uh. Moving on to a more inferior director. Uh. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but okay. I would, but... <laughs> Shinkai's movies are just um, very flat for me. Like, the, I think the only thing they have going for, for them, for me, is the animation. <laughs> okay. I mean, but you could say that about anything, right? You could say yeah, that you about, could say any- about almost anything. But yeah. Okay, he, I have a lot of issues with Makoto Shinkai. One, what is with his writing? I don't like his writing in general, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm sure he's a fine writer, but I just don't think the things he write about is that interesting to me. Uh, I think until he writes something that's interesting to me, it's when I can judge if he's a great writer or not. I think the settings of of Shinkai's like works are the same mm-hmm. i think they're all very samey except for maybe your name and mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know about weathering you that's mm-hmm. his newest one yeah and i'm not so sure about that one but yeah. um they're all like high school people mm-hmm. for the most part mm-hmm. um in this very normal Tokyo setting. There's always a train. There's always rain. Shinkai movies all have the same kind of like basic structure, which is you have a couple, but the couple is separated by something that's either that's that could be either physical or like metaphysical. They have monologues. And lots of monologues. But like but what I mean by like separated is like they can either be separated by like um like just distance, like five minutes per second, which is kinda of the point of the movie. Yeah. Or separated by like their age or status. Kind of like how Guardian Wars or one of them is mm-hmm. a teacher and one of them is a student. And uh your name, they're literally separated because they don't know each other. Yeah. It's like time and space. Yeah. The other movie that I don't remember, but it involves one of the characters going to space. Literally, one of them's in space. You can't get much farther than that. <laughs> but like that—that's what I, I mean. In your name, she's dead. <laughs> I think you can get farther than that. <laughs> but, well, but that's what I mean. Like they are separated by something, but they kind of, maybe not always, have a way to communicate with each other. And that's the—that's kind of the thing that Makoto Shinkai loves writing about is like communication and like lost yeah like lot like yeah like lost communication Mm -hmm. like like relationships that kind of like have this barrier right yeah he loves writing about that and but i the settings he uses is just not as interesting to me i think his most interesting setting was when literally one of them goes to space but because of how communication works, um, they can only contact each other through like, um, through like days and years, basically. 
Mm. Right. So as and because of how separated they are and uh, how relative time is, one of them continuously grows older while the other one is kind of like stays the same age mm-hmm. because of how far along the communication are is. Yeah. Right. It's hard to explain or like without a diagram about how physics work, but trust me, that, that that's kind of accurate of how physics work. It's, it sounds, and they all sound really sad mm. and they all have a good premise, mm. but it's just like the execution. It's, it's either too slow for my, it's too slow. Like, I don't give a shit. Or the, the characters are just not interesting. <laughs> for, for example, five centimeters per second is probably one of the worst ones. And people seem to love, love, love that movie. And I don't really understand why. Yeah. Like... In the beginning, I can understand, mm. right? Because it's them meeting each other, growing apart, mm-hmm. trying to get, trying to be with each other through through everything, mm. and, and then, then kind of like growing apart, basically growing apart. Yeah. The, my issue with that movie is that neither of the characters are interesting enough. The yeah. male character is kind of like an awful person in general, and the female character is just not interesting. <laughs> yeah, she's just kind of there. She's kind of there. She's. A person. But then we're not supposed to know about her afterwards. Like Yeah, but the, because yeah, it's from the perspective the, of the, of the guy. But the guy is just not interesting. He grows up to be an awful human being and that's it. Yeah. Well he just it's like he can't get over Yeah, he can't get over her for some reason. Yeah. Even though it's been like years, mm-hmm. which is a little bit weird. It's like a little strange that you're still on about your like elementary school crush or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so the movie is split up into um, three parts mm-hmm. for those unfamiliar with the movie. Yeah. Um, it's split up into uh, one, two, three parts. Yeah. The first part is, like I said, them catching the train or him, the main character, catching the train to see the girl mm-hmm. uh, because they're separated by this distance. Mm-hmm. And they've been writing letters to each other. And that was the only way that they could see each other. Mm. Um, and then they kind of just grow apart. And then the second one shows how they've grown apart. They have each other's numbers, their email, whatever. Yeah, and they stopped. Yeah, and then they just... Slowly s- stop contacting Yeah. Because, like, the Cause guy like, was life like... Life grows up. <laughs> the guy was like, I have all these emails that I've never sent her. Mm-hmm. I've I've made them but i've never sent them hmm. which i'm like okay so it's your fault then yeah, it's your it's your problem <laughs> yeah so which which is what happens you know hmm. that happens sometimes is like you have you have the opportunity to reconnect with people and then you for some Can't. reason just don't and yep. life kind of just happens and you just life continues on without you yeah and this is told from the perspective of the guy no, the the girl that likes him. Oh, you mean that part in the yeah. second yeah. in the second part. Mm-hmm. But we're 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 told that that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what's happening on his phone by the guy at the end of the second part. The third part, which is kind of more of a continuation of the first part, if I had to really, because the second part feels kind of like. 
a throw-in, like they had to extend the movie, mm-hmm. and it it doesn't really do anything. It's just about unrequited love. Yeah, no, not unrequited. They love each other. Who? Oh, you talk about the second part. The second part. Yeah, the second part is unrequited. That's what you mean. The second part is unrequited love because he doesn't. They they kind of like go out, kind of. But he's not interested. But in her, he's not really. really interested in her because he's always like looking for the original girl. Yeah. Because I think she's like, oh, he's like looking through me mm. um, and to someone else. He's looking for someone else. Um, and the third part is um, him living in Tokyo or something. So it's Tokyo. Somewhere. Him living in Tokyo or something. And he's with this girl that he doesn't love. Mm. And uh, he ignores her calls and whatever. Because he doesn't love her, and he's still thinking about the same girl, and he and this girl end up walking in the same, in like, kind of in the same direction, like in opposite directions, and they pass each other. Oh, you're talking about the original girl? Yeah, the original girl. Mm-hmm. Sorry. They end up, like, passing each other um, near this... Uh, like near these train tracks and he kind of notices that it's her but um a train goes by and by the time the train's gone she's gone too and then he kind of turns around and smiles like he's like kind of gotten over her and that's kind of like the point i guess but like why did it take you just that exact moment to realize that maybe I should stop being a shitty boyfriend? Yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> we're explaining this, right? But here's the thing that needs to come across when you're watching this movie. It drags. <laughs> I explained that in like 10, in like five minutes. Mm-hmm. But the movie is like almost an hour and a half long. An hour and a half long, which that's, that might not sound long to you. But the movie feels longer. Mm-hmm. It drags for a very long time. And that's the same for a lot of Makoto Shinkai movies. I would say that Your Name is probably the best Makoto Shinkai movie. Mm-hmm. Easily. Hands down. Yeah, hands down. Like, like, even if we might shit on him and say like, oh, it's not that good or whatever, whatever, whatever. Your Name is his, is his best movie. There is no competition there. I mean, Weathering You might be good. I don't know. You haven't seen it. Is it even out? Yeah. Is out? I think so. But yeah, it might it might be. I heard um, Hanabi was kind of bad. So yeah, maybe I don't know. All his movies kind of drag. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, like your name, like does does it drag to you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, your name. name? Yeah. Sorry, I thought we were talking about five centimeters per second. Your name isn't that bad. Mm-hmm. It's actually paced. I thought pretty well. Like he's learning. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually kind of enjoyed your name. Mm. Although, when, once you bring up the the plot hole. The massive plot hole. Yeah. yeah. Then it doesn't really make any sense anymore. And then that's all you can think of. Yeah, you just have to ignore the massive plot hole. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say it just so I can not ruin it for people. Because... Mm-hmm. Your name is relatively new, and mm-hmm. I feel like some people might still not have watched it, so... Oh, then I spoiled it. Your name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. 
that doesn't ruin the, mo- the watch experience. I think we mentioned the massive plot hole that will ruin the watch experience. Oh, okay. <laughs> but my issue, outside of the writing, I guess, because it's a two-part issue that I have with Makoto Shinkai. One is his writing, and two is his direction, because direction is always the same. <laughs> and what I mean by this is there is always one of these in every single one of his movies. Where you get a shot of the sky and it pans down to either the horizon or the cityscape and you get and it cuts to something like reflecting or something like that there's always shots of the the sky or the weather rain he likes to do reflections a lot mm-hmm. it doesn't even need to be clear reflection it just needs to be like shiny sometimes mm-hmm. he loves water he fucking loves water guys <laughs> like the instant you start noticing, the instant you start noticing your his direction style, you can't stop noticing it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's unfortunate on my side, but it really does. It starts feeling like all his movies are the same. Yeah, and uh, they all take place within the same city. Yeah, it kind feel. of feels like that. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it doesn't matter like how different the movies actually are. They all feel the same. Mm-hmm. And uh, and because of that, none of his movies feel especially special. Like, your name, like, I will admit, yes, that is an alright movie. I may not personally like it that much compared to other people, but am I going to say it's a bad movie? No. I'm just going to say the rest of his movies are bad. <laughs> Outside Weather and You, I haven't seen that. But literally, I've seen almost every Makoto Shinkai movie. And I think... Almost all of them are bad. Literally, the only one I don't think is just outright bad is Your Name. <laughs> the music in Your Name is really good, though. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be fair. Like, I, Brad Wimps? Dang. Yeah. They did a great job. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I will be fair to Makoto Shinkai. When I when there's a good movie, I won't say it's a good movie. But Garden Wars is bad. Five centimeters per second is bad. Garden Wars was just boring. Yeah. The... And Both of his space movies are bad. <laughs> yeah, Gardner Wars was just so boring. Like, talk about nothing happening. Like, if you want to just watch some some guy mm. and some girl read or draw in the park for like forty minutes, it's the foot fetish movie. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, like. Like, okay. The like, message isn't even good at the end. No, it's not. <laughs> I don't know. I think Makoto Shinkai has talent. I'm not going to say he doesn't. He yeah. literally made a movie by himself. Yeah. Right? He he has talent. And that, that shows in your name. Right? Mm-hmm. I just don't think a lot of his movies are that great. And the more you watch his stuff the more you realize it's either samey or like it's just not that great. Mm-hmm. But who, who knows? Five centimeters per second, not five, your name might be the turning point. Weathering you might be just as good. Mm-hmm. Right? I haven't seen Hanabi either. Although, like you, I haven't heard great things about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Weathering you might be good and it might be a turning point and like it's, it's just it's his good stuff starting now kind of doubt that though <laughs> <laughs> call me a cynic i i just doubt that 
Anything else you want to talk about, Makoto Shinkai? Nope. No. I'm good. Uh, so in conclusion, uh, watch the Toshi Kon. He's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> watch my Lemmy Actress, Perfect Blue, Tokyo Godfathers, Paprika, uh, Paranoia Agent. Watch all this shit. <laughs> I would love to watch Paranoia Agent. Yeah. So I seen it. So just just watch it. <laughs> you could probably pick up a copy of Perfect Blue at like a Rasputin somewhere. Any like DVD shop. Yeah. Like secondhand shop, you'll probably find it. Because otherwise they haven't really re released Perfect Blue. So finding a copy of Perfect Blue is actually kind of difficult. If if you want to see real good anime direction, mm-hmm. watch any Satoshi Khan movie. That's that's real good, like filmmaking in general, and it it it, re- it shows how you can only show show things through animation. Satoshi mm-hmm. Khan really makes use of the media, the medium of anime. I don't think Shinkai does the same with his movies. Mm-hmm. I think if he did his movies but live action and look just as good, they would look amazing, right? I think it's 100% possible. But that's the thing. Like, it's anime. Mm-hmm. You could do more unique things with it. Yeah. Like, like Tokyo Godfathers would look good as a live action. Mm-hmm. It would still look good. It would look good. But there's a lot of scenes in there where I know they'd have to cg mm-hmm. and i know it's not gonna look good mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> i'm just thinking about them right now yeah and i'm just thinking how horrible they'd look yeah like <laughs> social comment really makes use of that medium of mm-hmm. just animation in general so you want to see like good like filmmaking mm-hmm. satoshi Khan's great <laughs> i just love the part where they're they're trying to use the f- like uh they're sitting in that laundromat or mm-hmm. whatever and then that truck just like just, just crashes straight into there. It's so funny. Um, yeah. I I think that's it for today. Um, by next next episode, I would have finished Evangelion plus the Evangelion, so mm-hmm. uh, I can have a more in depth talk about that if anyone's interested. But yeah. And the the holiday seasons are coming up, so uh, Christmas that, is coming up. So watch Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> so watch um, Tokyo Godfathers. Tokyo Godfathers is a great Christmas movie that doesn't actually say it's Christmas. Yeah, it's like Die Hard. <laughs> Except Tokyo Godfathers is actually a Christmas movie, unlike Die Hard. Yeah, it actually takes place like during. It actually takes Christmas. place during Christmas. It revolves around the day of christmas basically. and like you know like religion and yeah. like miracles and stuff yeah like miracles that. so it, it actually is the christmas movie guys mm-hmm. <laughs> i think that's it for today so mm-hmm. thanks hope, for watching everyone hope you guys had fun mm-hmm. just hearing us rant about anime again again yeah i know well it wasn't just anime i was just talking about classics in general already yeah. We just use anime example because it's a really easy example. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you everyone for watching episodes eighteen. Whoa! Of just a couple of thoughts. 
if you want us to, you want to ask any questions or you have any response, just leave them in the comments below or send us an email at just a couple QA at gmail.com. Uh, otherwise, I have been one half of your resident hope couple, uh, Kevin, and my other half is me, Sarah, so. here with the big one eight. One eight. So I'll see you guys next time. And remember to stay jacked. Oh, goodbye, everyone. Stay jacked.